Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, I Did It My Way. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 9, verse 30. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the greatest danger your church faces today is the proliferation of false prophets, the prophets of lies, prophets of Baal. Raise up more Micaiahs and help us to listen to your true prophets who proclaim your gospel without fear, who show us the way to eternal salvation, the way to heaven, the way to the presence of our triune God. Amen. Amen. Salvation. My way or God's way. Salvation. By my works or by the work of Jesus Christ. Salvation by works or by faith. Faith in the object Jesus Christ. His person and his work. May God help me to destroy all refuge of lies that you may be brought back to the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Friends, don't be confused about this one thing. Mary has chosen that one thing. Only one thing is needful, sir. There is not more money. There's not more space in your house. It is eternal salvation. Salvation by human works or by faith in Jesus Christ. Self-salvation or Christ-salvation. What every son of Adam needs is righteousness, salvation. For every child of Adam is a sinner. He is unrighteous in the sight of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Jews and Gentiles alike are under sin. All know God through creation and conscience. In addition, the Jews knew God through also their sacred scriptures of the Old Testament. And Christians now know God through creation, through conscience, through the Old Testament, and through the New Testament. So all people of the world, therefore, are without excuse. They stand before God condemned under judgment. Friends, what they need is righteousness. And they do not have it. 
They all stand naked before God. And they cannot save themselves by their own good works. The wrath of God is being revealed against their ungodliness and unrighteousness. So in Romans 9, 6 through 29, Paul argued that man's salvation depended upon God's election, God's sovereignty. And in Romans 9, 30 through chapter 10, verse 21, Paul argues that man's salvation depends also upon human responsibility. Paul is not contradicting himself. Both are true. God's sovereignty and human responsibility. No one can be saved without God electing him to salvation from all eternity. Yet people are not saved because they reject God's gospel wherein a righteousness of God is revealed. Friends, one cannot be saved by traveling on the broad way. We are told by the Lord himself the broad way leads to eternal destruction. In Christianity, the boasting American boasting, I did it my way, does not work. The saved are saved by God and they all travel on the narrow way of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We are naked as Adam and Eve were when they sinned. And we need Righteousness to cover our nakedness. If you don't have it, we cannot provide it for ourselves by ourselves. So the word righteousness appears four times in two verses Romans 9, 30, and 31. Friends, we need the righteousness of God. All religions speak of self-salvation through self-righteousness, through their own works. Only true Christianity revealed in the Holy Scriptures speaks of the righteousness of God which is offered to a sinner as a gift to be received by faith in Jesus Christ alone. The object of faith has to be Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the Savior of the world, who was sacrificed for the sins of the world. Do you believe in this sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ? That's a question. I'm asking you before you face death. Which you may face today or tomorrow. It is certain, sir. There is not going to be a miracle that will keep you alive 
all the time. Or are you trying to be saved your way by self-works? American individualism does not work before God in the matter of our eternal salvation. Not idols. Jesus Christ alone, risen from the dead, must be the object of one's saving faith. Not my way, but God's way. The way of Jesus Christ, the way of faith, the way of grace, the way of the scripture. So the first point is what? My way, the way it works. Friends, my way does not work. My way condemns us. My way leads to everlasting destruction. Jesus Christ alone is the way, the truth and the life. The only way to eternal life. No one will be saved on the last day who refused to believe and obey Jesus Christ who is both the savior of the world and the judge of the world. My way does not work, friend. Why not? For you are conceived in sin, born a sinner, and you practice sin every day of your life. All your deeds are sinful. How can such a sinner make himself righteous in the sight of a holy God? The first three chapters of the book of Romans showed that very clearly. A sinner is dead in trespasses and sins. He worships and obeys implicitly the devil. A sinner is object of God's wrath. He exchanges truth, God's truth for a lie. He suppresses knowingly the truth of God by engaging in every form of idolatry and immorality. So we are told that God has given himself over to his lusts. God has given that person over to lust, to his shameful lust. God has given every sinner over to a depraved mind. Nice people go crazy. And the reason is depraved mind. Your mind doesn't work anymore. Scripture doesn't work anymore. Logic doesn't work anymore. This thing went bad by divine judgment. It doesn't compute. God has given every sinner over to a depraved mind to do what he ought not to do. They are self-seeking 
they reject the truth and follow evil, God's wrath will be outpoured on them. They are under a powerful delusion so that they believe the lie and delight in wickedness. 1 Corinthians 6, we read, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. A classic example of the most wicked king of Judah. Classic example of a wicked person is King Manasseh. Read Second Chronicles chapter 33. How can he be declared righteous before God? Self-righteousness and self-certification will not work. In Christianity, before God, the Jews were determined to become righteous before God. It was their business. Their lives, total concern to be righteous. They were the chosen people of God who possessed the oracles of God, but they failed in their arrogance to understand what their scriptures taught them concerning this righteousness of God. Yes, we need righteousness. And they knew that. But they chose their own way of obtaining righteousness. And we are told in the text, they pursued righteousness daily by their meticulous law-keeping. They were zealous. They were striving to attain it. St. Paul preached the gospel first in the synagogues. But Israel, the Jews as a class, rejected this gospel that promised the righteousness of God. Acts 13 verse 46 Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it. And do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. We now turn unto the Gentiles. In Thessalonica he said. Acts 17 verse 5. But the Jews were jealous so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in Corinth. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. But when the Jews opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. The way of Pharisee friends will not work. 
Look at what Pharisee is saying, Luke chapter 18, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else. Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. That is relying on your own works that you may be declared righteous before God. Look at St. Paul, another Pharisee. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church, as for the righteousness of the law, perfect self certification Paul says in Romans 2 verse 17 now you if you call yourself a Jew if you rely on the law and brag about your relationship to God rely on the law on the law works the Jews were insiders The Gentiles were outsiders, dogs, aliens, unclean, without God and without hope, steeped in their immorality. So we read in Romans 1, Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death... They not only continue to do these very things, but also applaud and approve of those who practice them. Or look at Ephesians 4. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more of it. Yes, the Jews were insiders, Gentiles were outsiders. They were steeped in immorality, but not the Jews. They are God's chosen people. They are people of the book. They are righteous. They keep the law of God. They were pursuing, we read, a law of righteousness. They were relying on the righteousness of their own law keeping as the Pharisee of Luke 18 did. Also look at the rich young ruler. Luke 18. 
A certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He knew he didn't have it. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. And you know what he said? All these I have kept since I was a boy. What else do you have to say to me? Legalistic righteousness, but without eternal life. He kept the law. He is righteous, he says. But he does not have eternal life. He claims to have legalistic righteousness. Yet he is miserable and unhappy. Though he is rich. Though he is young. And though he is a ruler. And yet he refuses to believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. The Jews were self-satisfied, sir. They were invited for a great feast. We read in Luke 14. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said I have just bought a field. And I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said I have just bought five yoke of oxen. And I am on my way to try them. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. Self-satisfied. They have no need for a savior. They have their own salvation. They relied on their own righteousness of their works of the law keeping. But friend, you are a fool. You don't know the purpose of the law. They totally misunderstood the purpose of the law. The Bible says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. The law was added so that the trespass might increase. St. Paul says, once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life. And what, sir? I died. The law kills you. Galatians 2, 15 and 16. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the Lord, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. In Galatians 2 verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Galatians 3:21, for if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. The law cannot impart life, it kills you. So what was the purpose of the law, sir? So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ. That we might be justified by faith. Galatians 3.10 All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. 
That's for not only for Jew, but every Christian, so-called, who glories in his own righteousness. He's under a curse. He's outside of Christ. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. The purpose of the law. Romans 10 verse 4, Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. The law is to lead you to Christ and says, believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Jews were ignorant of the righteousness of God, a righteousness he freely gives to all who believe. A righteousness of Christ imputed to all who are unrighteous. God who justifies, what else? The ungodly, amazing statement, Romans 4 verse 5. God who justifies the ungodly. They were ignorant. Not only that, we read in Romans 10, 2 and 3, they wanted to establish their own righteousness. Number three, they were arrogant. They refused, therefore, to submit and embrace and live by the God-given righteousness in Jesus Christ. So they rejected Christ and his righteousness. They pursued righteousness in the wrong way, as Paul himself, as a Pharisee, had done. Not by faith, but by works. Friends, this was a deadly misunderstanding. So the Jews, the people of God who pursue righteousness all their lives, we are told by St. Paul, failed to obtain it. Justification based on imputed righteousness of Christ, they failed to attain. Therefore, the subjects of the kingdom were thrown out from the banquet hall. This is the danger today. Christians especially face. They think they are Christians. All their lives. They've been Christians. You have heard the name of Jesus since you were born. Says Spurgeon. You were baptized. You attend worship services regularly. The question is. Do you have the righteousness of God? Do you believe. Trust. Obey. And live for Jesus Christ. You may be inside the church, but outside of Christ. Forget about your own righteousness. Trust in Christ alone and let this, his righteousness, cover your nakedness. Most professing Christians are not Christians. They have no clue of this righteousness of God. They are ignorant, arrogant, self-relying. They refuse to submit to God's righteousness. They are antinomians and libertines. They are outside of Christ. Listen to Princeton Professor Hodge. Listen to this. Let no man think doctrinal error is a slight practical evil. The error of false doctrine is a shield 
over the conscience and a bandage over the eyes. The Jews were infatuated with the sense of their own self-righteousness that they could by no means embrace that righteousness which is of faith. Jews, like most Christians, have taken the wrong road, the road of my way, the road of my good works. What happened? So they went farther and farther away from God. They became deluded in regard to their salvation. Christ would say to them on the last day, depart from me. What does the Bible say about our so-called good works? A heap of filthy rags. Bring a heap of it. And put before holy God and impress him. All our righteousness is like a filthy rags. And Paul says in Philippians 7 and 8. It's a loss. It is dumb. It's refuse. Friends, I warn you against the religion of subjectivism, mysticism, irrationalism, sacramentalism, libertinism, secularism, liberalism, false miraclesism, gospel of wealth and healthism, gospel of self-indulgence, gospel of inclusivism and ecumenism. It will not save you, sir. A Pharisee never prays the publican's prayer. The Jews pursued the law as though it taught that they really could be justified by law keeping. They were rejected because they rejected the way of faith, God's way. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for your truth. Raise up more Micaiahs that they may preach the gospel without fear. With utter clarity, showing sinners the way to heaven, the way to justification, the way to salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled, I Did It My Way. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.